0: Let's stand up first. Let's stand up first. Um, let's read from the book of J- first John five eleven. First John five eleven. Say amen if you're there. Session 511, let's read all together. Three And this is the record that God has given us to life in this life is in His Son. Smile on our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, O oh God, and thank you for um, the opportunity to gather here tonight, Lord, thank you for the energy, Lord, that uh, we were able to bring. And uh, dear God, I ask for, um, to cleanse us of our unrighteousness lord i'm sorry for our sins lord you know you know our hearts lord and you know our desire lord is to worship you and Lord, we thank you so much for your son jesus christ and guide me lord as i speak your word tonight lord Um, i haven't stood here for so long lord um help me to uh, um, to speak what is right lord and what do you want your people to hear, Lord? And uh, guide my tongue so that I won't make any um, wrong things, Lord. I won't say any wrong things against you and against your word. And Lord, we bring you back the glory, the honor, and praises, soften in our hearts, that we may be able to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And you may sit down now. Right. <clears> 1 <throat> John 5:11, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Now, on this month, uh, December, millions of people around the world commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. Some, if not all of us, because some of us don't celebrate Christmas until December 25. But if you'd celebrate um, Christmas this month, then the Bible says, um, see see it, uh, that your heart is in there. (laughs) <laughs> on the, um, however, Christmas on December 25th is not an actual date. And because most scholars agree that Jesus Christ wasn't born on this day, uh, December 25 AD 1. AD, uh, after death of Christ, um, 1. Is it AD after death? Yeah. 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 Why is Jesus' um, birthday celebrated in December 25? Um, this is just um, a trivia. So some researchers have speculated that the Roman Catholic Church chose December 25 because it ties in with the winter solstice and Saturnalia, a festival dedicated to the Roman deity Saturn. So the Roman Catholic Church, they decided to to put this on this date because the pagans, they worship um, Saturn on this day. So just in order to incorporate those pagans into Christianity, they um, compromise on this. This is from the book of Ignacio Elgot uh, Jesus the Jew, if you want to read it. But one thing is true, this is a side, side trivia, but one thing is true that this book, the Bible, it's called The Record, talks about the birth of Jesus Christ. And this is The Record, this is The Record. So some people, uh, most people, if not all, they ask the question, what is life after death? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? What happens for all eternity? Is there even an eternity? What I do know is, Apostle John believed in this, Jesus believed, this is what Jesus believed when he was preaching at the shores of Galilee, what the the apostles Peter, Matthew, Mark, and Paul believed, what Moses believed, and what Abraham believed what Asa believed Jacob, Isaiah, and Joseph and Mary. They all believed, they all had faith, that the Bible is a record, the scriptures Amen. is a record. And it is a testimony. Amen. It is a testimony of 66 books, and it was compiled throughout millennia. It means thousands of years. So that's actually a miracle. There is, There are different writers, but it Is inspired by only one author and that is God. It is a record that has one paramount theme, theme, one soul theme and this theme involves life and it also involves death and more specifically it involves um, eternal life and also eternal death. At the end of the Bible, at the end of the record, in what we've read Apostle John, um, said something about eternal life. He said something critical and amazing about what happens for eternity. Again, I read 1st John 5.11, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life, and, th- and this life is in His Son. It shows us, number one, first, the most important truth, the most valuable thing in the entire universe is that salvation is eternal life is a gift so what does gift mean what does when we call, when you say something is a gift what does it mean it a gift is a thing given willingly to someone without payment it is a present this is the dictionary definition and Merriam-Webster dictionary says something voluntarily transferred by one person to another without without any compensation. And the Bible in the Bible Paul said here in Romans six twenty three, for the wages, or wages is what we earn, of sin is death. But the gift we earn we earn death of because of sin. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift is the thing that we did not earn. Is eternal life through Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Romans 5.15, Romans 5.15 says. Wait, let me open. Romans 5.15, it says, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Free gift. Romans 5.16, it says there again, free gift. Romans 5.18, free gift. It was emphasized by Apostle Paul a couple of times. It's a free gift. Ephesians 2.8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Second Corinthians 9.15, somebody can read that to me? If you go there, I don't know. Oh, got it. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift, unspeakable gift. It's an unspeakable and indescribable gift. When Jesus um, saw the woman at the well, he said, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The water, shall, uh, I just skip. the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up unto everlasting or eternal life. When you say eternal, what does it mean? It is a life. Eternal life is a life that never ends. And living water, eternal life, is a gift. The record, the Bible made it clear. The Bible said it is a gift. It is final. Nothing can change what God hath decreed. That number one, eternal life is a gift, and number two, salvation unto death. Uh, salvation from death unto life is a gift. So you are saved from death, and you are saved to life from and to. However, this brings us to your question. Why? Why is salvation, why is eternal life a gift a gift? Why would God make the most Valuable, the most expensive, the most unspeakable, indescribable thing—a gift. Why did he make it free? Furthermore, if it is free, if eternal life is free, why are there people that don't have this free gift? So, yeah, for I'll just um, describe what a gift is. Eh. Number one, a gift is. I bought it for example I'm I have the gift I bought it I paid for the gift I wrapped the gift myself right but the whole idea of a gift is there is a giver me there is a gift the object and there is let's say brother Tim the recipient there is a giver a gift and somebody who receives the gift first Uh, at the end of 1 John 5.11 it says here, and this is the record that God hath given and this is the record that God the, the giver hath given the gift eternal life and this life is in His Son given to us us the receiver so there are three points that I would like to make tonight everything that we have everything that we got We have it in three ways, three ways. Number one is um, we earned it. Number two, we stole it. And number three, somebody gave it to us. So aside from these three, there is no other way for you to acquire something unless you found it. And even if you find it, it's not technically yours, right? For example of a gift, number one, Let's say this, this jacket. It was given to me by my wife, and It was given to me some time ago. So my wife worked hard. She earned money. And then she bought me this gift. And for example, the things that I've earned. I've earned this Bible. I worked hard for it. I earned money for it. And I paid for it. So this is something that I earned. So one is a gift, one is a gift, one is something I earn. Number three is uh, the stolen, right? One, one example of a stolen gift. So sometimes you, you get something from your company, right? Like a pen or something like that. You bring it home that is actually stolen. So it's either a pen or paper or anything that is owned by your employer. That's just an example, right? So once again, all these possessions that we have are either a gift, something we earned, or some we sold it. And now we come to ask, what about eternal life? How do we get eternal life? Um, another trivia: there is a first emperor of China called Qin Shi Huang. He wanted to live forever. You can search it. Shi um, Wang, it was 2,200 years ago he put, an, um, he put an order to everybody for a search of a potion that makes life, uh, his life eternal. He believed it exists and that potion will give him eternal life. And so he had everybody search for it, um, bringing him potions and he drank it. Um, some of it were concocted by his alchemists. And at the age of 49, he was buried. He he was dead. He died after consuming those potions because those potions contained mercury and other toxins. So instead of giving eternal life to him, he shortened his life. And there are other um, examples of history, Uh, the fountain of youth, things like that. Apparently, if they just read the Bible, it could have been clear to them, no? Because one thing that the Bible stands for is crystal clear: the yeah. eternal life is not something we yeah. earn, right. nor it's something that we pay for. Yeah. Titus 3:5, Titus 3:5, it says, "Not by works of righteousness that you have done, but by, his... but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost." In Ephesians 2:8 and 9 it says, "Therefore by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift." the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You, you see, it's it's amazing that some people, some people, if not most of the people, toil. They work really hard for almost a lifetime. And some of them don't even home a single home uh, house here in, in this earth. They work so hard, but th- that house is still not theirs. But those people think... Oh, We think, we think that if we work really hard, really, really hard, we can somehow earn a home in heaven for all eternity. But the record says it's not allowed. In fact, in fact, it's not even possible. Let's say that the gift we talked about is eternal life, right? So it's a life in heaven forever. It means it's um, the most valuable thing in the universe, now and forever. Oh, another trivia is: universe means, uh, if you're talking for, uh, uh, if you're talking to an atheist, universe means, uni means one, and verse means a spoken sentence. So one spoken sentence. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that's just a trivia. the The very meaning of universe is one spoken sentence. So how much money do we do you have? Do you even have now? How much money do we have? This gift, this eternal life. And this are you tonight. When it comes to eternal life, you have to you have to pay nothing. Even if you paid trillions of dollars, even if you paid all your money, you cannot buy even one single moment of eternal life. In fact, you know Steve Jobs, the the CEO of Apple wrote a poignant memoir. This death, he said, at the end, in the end, wealth is only a fact of life that I am accustomed to. At this moment, lying on the sick bed, and recalling my whole life, I realized that all the recognition that I, and wealth that I have, everything, everything of it, it paled and became meaningless in the face of impending death. You see, if you cannot even buy earthly life, even Steve Jobs cannot even buy earthly life, what makes you think that you can buy eternal life? Even if you say to me, brother, how about you let, let me work for it? You know, maybe be me baptized. let me earn it, I'll do good works, let me do something to deserve it. Okay, what do you do then? If you want to deserve it? You can live a billion lifetimes doing every good deed and work imaginable, but it will do absolutely nothing to remove the sin or put your name in heaven. In Isaiah 64, verse 6, it says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. Our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Romans 4, 4 says, Now to him that worketh is the reward but not record of uh, grace. Not reckoned of grace. It means if you start to work, you won't have grace. It's not grace anymore. It becomes a death, but of debt. So, according to Romans 4.4, 4, reward is something you have worked for. Now to him that worketh is the reward. Not record of grace, but of death. The reward is not of grace. Ephesians 2.89 again, it says here, salvation is a gift, but the gift of God. You start working your way up to heaven, you, you do your good works, you do, go to church, and you, you believe that those will take you to heaven. Now it becomes an issue of debt. Because how much are you going to do that? Uh, how often do you have to do that to pay all of your debt? Because if you have to obey the law at all points, uh, if you have to obey the law, then you have to obey all the law at all points at all time. (gasps) In James 2.10, it says, Therefore, whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in even one point, he is guilty of all. So that brings us to the question again. Maybe if you can't earn it, if I can't earn it, maybe I can steal it, steal it. So the very notion of stealing, it might seem ridiculous. You might you want, want to steal heaven from God, but you know the scriptures, they discuss this as well. It says there in John 10, 1, verily, verily, or it, it's, it's also, it also means truly, truly, or listen, listen, I say unto you that he, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So, Jesus said, uh, some other way, you become a thief or a robber. You have broken God's law." Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right? So, if you do something else, aside from Jesus, then uh, Jesus said that you are a thief or a robber. And you have broken god's law it says there thou shalt not steal eternal life you cannot earn it and you cannot steal it however eternal life is a gift that you can receive because if it is a gift then you can receive it what do you do with the gift if i give the gift to you what do you do do you have to work for it if i say to you okay wash my car i give you this thing And then when I give it to you, I said, oh, it's a gift. It's like an insult, right? Because a gift is something you can only receive. John 1, 12, it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, on his name. So this is what a gift is. You can only receive it or you can only reject it. If you steal it, it's not a gift anymore. If you pay for it, it's not a gift anymore. If you, if you do a lot of good works, it's not a gift anymore. If you, if you want to be baptized for eternal life, if, uh, that's the reason that, that you want to be baptized, so you can gain eternal life, then it's, it sees this being a gift. Yeah. And if, if you believe that you, that you have to turn away from your sins, or you say you stop you have to stop being bad and start being good in order to receive eternal life then that eternal life is not a gift anymore but some people say you say no, oh, brother the others i understand but turning away from sin remember folks um the gospel is a lens by which we view the scriptures if your if your gospel is clear you read the whole bible it becomes clear to you i'm not saying that repentance is not part of salvation repentance is part of salvation but how do you define repentance repentance is metanoia it means a changing of mind changing of mind from what from unbelief if you don't believe before then you believe now that's metanoia you change your mind from thinking that you can save yourself oh i'm self-righteous I I think I can save myself. I can do all these good deeds. But then you you knew that you are a sinner. That you cannot save yourself. And then you change your mind. That is repentance. And you change your mind that you cannot save yourself. But only Jesus can save you. Then you repented. And that is faith. Ephesians 2.89 again. For by grace are you saved through faith. You believe it. Faith is belief, but you know, the history, um, you call it the history, the truth is of the victor, right? So during the dark ages, the Catholic church changed the meaning of repentance from metanoia to finitary, which is, um, in other words, self-reformation. Why did they change this? Why did they include, uh, you have to be sorry and turn from your evil ways. Because they want people to go to confession. They want people to pay. Pay money. For what? For the church. And that self is of works. <clears throat> and just to clarif- clarify this one, I'll quote John- Jonah 3.10. Jonah 3.10. If you can... oh. Jonah 3.10. If you can open your Bibles in Jonah 3.10. It says there, I'll uh, just read, and God saw their, what? God saw their works. What did God saw as their works? That, they what? They turned from their evil way. So, turning from your evil way, God sees it as works. I, I'm not encouraging you to sin, right? Eh? I just um, wanted you to see that the gospel does not include works. It is just believe in the name of the lord jesus christ you don't believe that you can save yourself you believe jesus christ can save you and only him can save you (coughs) and discipleship is another thing okay so salvation and discipleship is are different things you can be saved and not be a disciple and you can be a disciple without getting saved you you won't go to heaven though So that, my friend, if you add, um, if you add that as a requisite or as a requirement for salvation, it becomes work salvation. It becomes paying for it. Therefore, you are rejecting salvation as a gift, right? So, because you, when you steal it, you reject you reject eternal life as a gift. When you pay for it, you reject something as a gift. If you do good works, you're rejecting it as a gift. You're working for it. You're earning it. You're deserving it. And just to further emphasize my point, the thief at the cross did not even have time to turn from his sins. He just said to God, I believe you and I I know what I am. He was able to recognize that he was a sinner and that you must too. We We must change our minds that our good works cannot save us, our religion cannot save us, our wealth cannot save us, Jesus said, Tetelestai, it means it is finished, it is done. Jesus has done all the good works. And by believing in him, it is imputed into you. Again, there are two things that you can do as a gift, either accept it or reject it. You can ask, again, if if that is so simple, if that is so easy, then why can't everybody just receive the gift then? Then they will all go to heaven right why can't we you know but you know what i would agree with that except for two words two words in our in our uh, key verse let's read it again jo- first john 5 11. and this is the record that god hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his his son these are the two words his son <clears throat> Every single text that says eternal life is a gift includes the truth of these two words, his son. In Romans 6.23, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is thing, the thing we did not earn again. so But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's always in his son. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In 1 John 5 12 Jesus said he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son hath not life because what the gift is in his son because the gift of God is his own son it was his son who paid for the gift and just because it is a gift eternal life is a gift we don't make it cheap because that gift it costed God everything That's his only begotten son. It says there only only begotten son. We are his sons and daughters, but we are not God's begotten son. We are adopted. God became flesh. He took your sin. He took my sin. He was sinless. Jesus Christ was sinless. And yet he was despised and he was rejected. People spat on him. People stumped on him. They abused him. He suffered in ways that no man has ever suffered have you seen the movie um, uh, what is the movie Um, the passion of the Christ yeah that's right the passion of the Christ and that was not even half of what he suffered the Bible says he bore on his body every sin every single sin it means your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. Why I say future? Because a lot of people just believe that only your past and present sins. And then what about your future sins? Oh, you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, right? How about your future sins? They believe that they have to stay good. You know, God did not even require you to be good in the first place when He saved you. He just, He, He wanted you to believe. And why, why do you think? Uh, why Why would you think that He would require it to you after He saved you? You know, for His service, that's a separate, separate thing. Salvation and service is a separate thing. We're talking about salvation here. Service, you do your good works to please God. For the rewards in heaven, that's why you earn. Rewards are earned, right? But salvation is a gift. You have to separate those two. The Bible said, rightly dividing the word of truth. You have to divide God's worth, rightly dividing. So, why do we say future sins? When Jesus died on the cross, two thousand years ago, two thousand plus years ago, how many of your sins were in the future? Your past sins, your your, your present sins. And How many of your sins there in the future? All of your sins, right? You haven't even been born yet. And Jesus died for you. So he paid for those two. The Bible says that he was a man of sorrows. Imagine that God, the light of creation, Jesus Christ, became a man of sorrows for sinful men. And yet Jesus Christ died and rose again on the third day. And he declared that he is the only way to eternal life. In John 14:6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, cameth, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Because Jesus Christ is the gift. He is salvation. And this is the re- reason why many in this world, maybe even some of us in this room, we see this as a problem. Uh, I mean, some of us see this as a, as a problem. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it says there, in verse four, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, yet he also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer offer up spiritual sacrifices, except to So basically first Peter chapter two, verse four to eight, it says here that Jesus is a chief cornerstone as per the prophets. He is a chief cornerstone cornerstone in which the for he is the firm foundation of the believers. He is precious but for many people in verse 8 he is a stone of stumbling they want eternal life what do we mean but by, by eternal about sto- uh, by a stone of stumbling because those people they want eternal life the Muslims want eternal life the Hindus want eternal life everybody wants eternal life but they don't want the son of God they don't want Jesus They want to live forever, but they do not want the Lord Jesus Christ. But God sees this as something that's personal. You reject Jesus, then you reject Him. You reject the gift of eternal life. So once again, what are the two ways you can do with a gift? Either what? Accept it or reject it. The gift has already been paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the only thing that God requires for you and me is to accept that gift. In Romans 10:13 it says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." That's right. So when you call upon Jesus, what does it take? You—it means that you recognize yourself. You—you pondered about it, and you realize that you cannot save yourself. It takes humility to admit that you cannot save yourself. So you humble yourself. And this is why you call. You call because you believe or you have faith in Jesus Christ that he can save you from your sins. He can save you from death. He can save you from eternal death. Um, I've heard a preacher says that um, salvation is like a fire insurance. You don't want to go to hell. And what do you do? You pray, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need your help. The Bible says that you are the only way to heaven. Please save my soul from hell. You promised in your word that if I call upon you, you will save me. And for my closing remarks, um, another trivia. Uh, You know, we have different languages, right? And language is a beautiful thing. But did you know that the word grace, uh, grace is defined as an unmerited favor, you do not deserve it. It's called grace, right? Because you did not work for it, but it was given to you. You did not deserve it, but it was given to you. And do you know what the word thank you in Spanish is? Gracias. It is the same word as grace. And it is is what I think the perfect response when somebody gives you grace. It is gracias. Thank you, because you received it as a gift. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let's pray, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for um, for giving us the gift of eternal life, Lord. And we do not deserve it, Lord. We we are sinners before a holy God. We are condemned to hell. We we are doomed for eternity, Lord. But you gave your son, Jesus Christ, the new Adam, Lord, saved us from our sins. Lord, we thank you. We commemorate your... Um, Jesus Christ, we commemorate your your death, and your resurrection. And thank you so much for giving us eternal life. We bring you back the glory, the honor, the praises, and to the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Amen, the people say. <coughs> thank you always for that uh, topic about the gift.